0: This is Kat, pastor's kid from Huntington Beach, California, and I never listen to I Doubt It with Dalmor. Ugh, I'll pray for you.
1: The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dalmor. everybody welcome to the show thank you for joining us episode 459 by dada with dollamore i am your host as always jesse dollamore and i'm joined today by my host as always
2: Brittany page hello sir
1: hello madam
2: how has your <laughs> how has your week been
1: uh very busy Hmm. exceedingly busy
2: what about the news though
1: oh everything's fine yeah <laughs> Everything's coming up roses for the United States of America under Donald Trump, Brittany Page.
2: Yeah. Yeah. There's not (laughs) bombs being found everywhere. What? Uh What's happening? I know. Sorry. Spoiler alert. Uh, Uh, Seriously. But I think it's been a frustrating... I know every week on social media is a frustrating week, but I think that this week in particular has been frustrating because of the reactions On the right to the bombs. Um, The false flag attacks, right? Um, It's the Democrats sending bombs to themselves to... It is a weird thing. Make a political message, win in the midterms, right?
1: It's so weird that... It's so inconceivable to these people, these nutters. It's so inconceivable that someone unhinged on the we've already seen people storm media um threaten the boston globe we're going to fuck we're going to kill all of you motherfuckers because you're the enemy of the people fake news we've already seen this so why is it so unthinkable that it would start happening yeah like oh no it must be a false flag
2: mhm yeah i don't know but i i think it's been difficult to be on social media because you have to have moments where you um, make a decision. Am I going to engage with this person that is on my friends list, <laughs> yeah. who I'm close to, Yeah. or am I going to just skip over this? And this has been one of those weeks, I think, where it is quite a dilemma to decide whether yeah. or not you're going to address something. Um, or if you're just going to let it go because it's a lost cause, um,
1: what have you chosen to do?
2: Well, I've been letting it go because of my my mental health, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Self care. Yeah, but there's like certain types of internet conservatives, right? Certain types of conservatives on Facebook, and I'm wondering if you ever see certain types pop up on your Facebook, like a type that you can peg, and maybe like what your favorite type is. You know what I mean?
1: You know, I'm uh it's a little different for me than maybe regular folk uh-huh. who don't put themselves out there like I do. Mm-hmm. So, so uh I I don't know. I I don't have a singular favorite that I can pick, but I can say this. I definitely enjoy well, enjoy, we're going kind of the opposite way, but uh people like they call me a sheeple. Mm. listen up sheeple like they have <laughs> some conduit into the real truth yeah yeah that no one else has and I'm just a I'm just a cog in the machine mm-hmm. I don't get it I haven't taken whatever color pill it is that I need to take you know yeah
2: yeah I think I've seen that in the form of uh, the climate change debate recently, where conservatives will try to say, like, turn the argument around onto liberals that they're also just going along with whatever the person says that they respect. And it's like, yeah, those people are scientists. Yeah,
1: I know. Yeah. (laughs) Do your own (laughs) research. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Do do you have access to... Academia and, mm-hmm. and, and voluminous amounts of research, mm-hmm. and you can also interpret yeah. all of the science yeah, the con- and the technical yeah. matters involved.
2: Yeah, those conservatives that are like, "Well, we're both taking somebody's word for it." Yeah, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're taking Donald Trump's word for it, and I'm taking hundreds, if not thousands, of climatologists.
2: Yeah, so there's a there's their a, word for it. there's a difference there.
1: No, Brittany, there's not.
2: Yeah, it's a slight. Donald difference. Trump
1: is. His uncle went to MIT, therefore fully qualified to talk about matters of science.
2: Yeah, he has an instinct for science, he said.
1: (laughs) As he stares into the sun during an eclipse.
2: I don't know what that means, because... I mean, what is he trying to say there? You can have an instinct for, like, what you think the answer should be to certain questions, right? You could have an instinct for creating a hypothesis, for example. Yeah. Um, And maybe you have, like, a natural talent for designing experiments and going about <laughs> finding that knowledge. Right, right. But he's saying it in more of a way, like, I just instinctively know what's right and wrong yeah, you in know terms who, of knowledge.
1: You know who else had an instinct for science? The hundreds of men who believed that the earth was uh, the center of the universe and the sun revolved around it, they had an <laughs> instinct for science too. They were just fucking wrong because the way they looked at it, they, they intuited it co- incorrectly. It's so like, anyway, get the fuck out of here. That's, well, what is yours? Now that I've rambled on and taken us off track.
2: Yeah, well, I've thought about this a lot. um, So much so that I made a post about it recently. But my favorite Facebook conservative is that conservative that is like always sharing videos mocking millennials. You wouldn't believe how many videos there are mocking millennials and like how many memes. People create little skits that they do all the time. I've seen really? so many of these videos. Yeah. Um the most recent one I saw <laughs> where this like older white man It's a lot of energy. This older white man is interviewing um, a young woman for a job and she he was asking her, "Okay, so it says here that you have uh technological skills. Can, are you familiar with Excel?" And she's like, "No, I do Snapchat." You know.
1: Do they think millennials are 15 years old?
2: Well, that's the thing, is they don't know the age range of millennials. It's
1: pretty big, right?
2: Yeah, it's like 22 to 37.
1: Like, right now, the people who are 22 mm-hmm. are the youngest in that group of uh, of that generation. Right. And, like, a guy like Jason Kander, mm-hmm. the former Secretary of State of the state of Missouri, is, he's also a millennial. Yeah. He's the tail end. He's the, the oldest of that generation.
2: Right, <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, it's
1: not... Uh,
2: little kids. Mm -hmm. Although this is also a controversial point. Apparently I discovered (laughs) because I posted about this online as well. And some older millennials that would be classified as millennials got angry by the fact that they would be categorized as millennials. And my position on that was like, take it up with Pew research because that's where I'm getting my classification from. I'm
1: what do they think they are like gen Xers like me?
2: Um, there's like a special term, um, the Oregon Trail Generation.
1: Never heard of it.
2: Uh, sounds it,
1: like made up shit. And then ex- <laughs> Although millennial sounds like made up shit. Too. I
2: guess Xennial is the, the term Xennial.
1: Oh, so like a mixture of generation X and millennial. Right. Just, just, just own it. Just because there's a negative stigma around the generation doesn't mean you, you don't accept what it is. I hate it when i was younger my my generation generation x
2: what were the stereotypes
1: you know grunge lazy slacker uh-huh.
2: a lot just so like ev- listen every
1: generation that's the that's what it is it's lazy you know they're into dumb things they're tra- it's the same thing because those opinions are set by get off my lawn yeah
2: well it was interesting to me that people were distressed about the fact that people would think they're a millennial when really, it doesn't matter. (laughs) I mean, the people who are putting those labels on you, what what do they know? I mean, that's what you're saying is true. They are kind of grumpy and they're just like putting this blanket uh, stereotype over all of these people. But the interesting thing is Pew came out with a new report uh, this week, and they actually found that younger Americans are better than older Americans at telling factual news statements from opinions. Hmm. So while a lot of these older conservatives are criticizing young people for being lazy and not paying attention and whatever else the, the negative stereotypes yeah, are. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't really listen. So um, they actually know things. They actually are better at being able to distinguish
1: Maybe they fact
2: do. from opinion.
1: They have a, a stronger sense of intuition.
2: Um. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, I don't I don't know. But it, this, this was a really interesting survey and they conducted it from February 22nd to March uh, 4th of this year. So it's recent. And they basically asked people to categorize five factual statements and five opinion statements.
3: Oh, wow.
2: And Americans overall, um, a quarter of Americans overall could accurately classify all five factual statements, which is kind of sad to me. Um, that's what a previous report found. Um, and a third could classify all opinion statements correctly. So we have like only a third. Yeah. 26% of Americans could classify all five facts Wow, and 35 could do all five opinions. So that's interesting that it's easier to identify the opinion than the fact.
1: I think it would depend upon how the. The, what, what the questions were.
2: Well, we'll get to that because there's actually a quiz that goes along with this. So you can quiz yourself
1: <laughs> oh, well, on we how do you're that.
2: able to distinguish you, it.
1: You should ask. Can you access the questions?
2: Yeah. I'm oh, going to give you the quiz. The, yeah.
1: That's well, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. That's what my plan is. Stop doing a spoiler alert for everybody. I'm going to quiz you. I'm learning
1: along with the audience. I don't know what the hell's going on here. What do I host the show?
2: Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> before I quiz you, I guess, because I don't want to give away the or. Er, I'm going to say, before I go into the findings, I'm going to give you the quiz first. Oh, okay. Because I don't... Because it
1: will spoil it.
2: Yeah, I don't want to give the questions away. I just realized that giving the quiz would probably be better. Okay, we're going to start with the quiz. Here we go. So remember, um, your goal is to... (laughs) There we go. (laughs)
1: Um, Very anticlimactic.
2: Regardless of how knowledgeable you are about each topic... Would you consider each statement to be a factual statement, whether you think it's accurate or not, or an opinion statement, whether you agree with it or not? Okay. Okay. Here we go. Fact
1: or opinion, no matter how much I know about the topic or whether I agree or disagree.
2: So I will be reading each statement. There's going to be 10 statements. And you have to tell me factual statement or opinion statement. Or opinion. Okay. And you can't just say fact or opinion. You have to say the full thing or else I won't understand what you're saying. (laughs) 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 <laughs> okay. Immigrants who are in the U.S. illegally have some rights under the Constitution. Fact. All right. Factual statement, I believe factual, is what you meant. That is a factual statement, everybody.
1: <laughs> Good times had by all.
2: Statement two abortion should be legal in most cases. Opinion. Opinion statement. Opinion statement. <laughs> statement three democracy is the greatest form of government. Opinion statement. Statement four, ISIS lost a significant portion of its territory in Iraq and Syria in 2017.
1: Factual statement.
2: Statement number five, increasing the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour is essential for the health of the U.S. economy.
1: Opinion statement.
2: I feel like I'm reading them in a way that's biased. No,
1: I mean, it's pretty clear.
2: Statement six. How many are there? Out of 10. Okay. Immigrants who are in the U.S. illegally are a very big problem for the country today.
1: Opinion statement.
2: (laughs) You had to think about that one. Uh, Statement seven. Spending on Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid make up the largest portion of the U.S. federal budget. Factual, Factual statement. Statement eight. Government is almost always wasteful and inefficient
1: opinion statement it's it's these <laughs> these these, qu- these qu- quantitative qualifiers that th- get throw it off almost always crazy damage di- terrible for the country facts don't get say anyway continue
2: statement 9 president barack obama was born in the pre- born in the united states
1: that's a factual statement
2: Statement ten.
1: Holy shit! That's why they how they throw them off is that one right there.
2: <laughs> Healthcare costs per person in the U.S. are the highest in the developed world.
1: Uh, that is a fact. Factual statement.
2: All right. Are you ready for your results? Oh,
1: that's ten. Okay. Yes.
2: You you answered five of five factual statements correctly. Okay. This means that you scored better than seventy three percent of the public, and the same as twenty six percent of the public. And you answered five of five wow. opinion statements correctly. You scored better than 65% the, of the public and the same as 35% of the public.
1: Didn't seem... I mean, there's there, there's giveaways for me in the language.
2: Yes, but I noticed you paused on one of them. And when I was taking the quiz, I had this same issue. I don't know if this is the issue that you had where I'm so involved in the day-to-day news that some of them made me pause for a second because I Was it the
1: ISIS question? I paused on that because I wasn't sure of the year that they started being decimated. I actually don't know if that's exactly correct. I think the answer is twenty sixteen. They started being oh no, I guess it would have been twenty seventeen.
2: I know I was gonna say you're challenging No, be,
1: the reason no, no, it is it it's is, is sacred. it's correct because donald <laughs> trump took office and then all the progress that was made by Barack Obama started taking uh, effect. Mm. Relative to the, the 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 pushing back of anyway, we're getting off track here. But that's why I thought the timeline. I was thinking because I actually know a little bit about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, I just you so often hear people say things as though they're facts, and even reading mm-hmm. that qualifier before I started the quiz, whether or not you believe that this is accurate, yeah. like set aside what your personal opinion is. Is this a fact or is this an opinion? And that's kind of a foreign concept to me because I try as much as possible to align my view. Use. with the facts with factual statements yeah, yeah, yeah. so i i wonder what the dissonance was like for someone taking this quiz and they're being asked um is this a fact or opinion that obama was born in the united states and they're like well, re- re- i mean can they go through that
1: read the immigrant question again
2: okay immigrants who are in the u.s illegally are a very big problem for the country today
1: it's the very big that makes an opinion uh, there are and also, immigrants are a very big problem. Not the effects of having illegal immigrants in the country. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Th- there are certainly negative effects mm-hmm. that the nation has. Mm-hmm. The question is, and where the opinion comes in is, but do the positives outweigh some of the negatives? And then then that's where the discussion is had. Mm-hmm. You can't just blanketly say, as a fact, that they, oh man, it's so negative. It's just, no. Right. You got to take it with with the good and the bad.
2: So now we'll talk a little bit about the breakdown here. Um, And when they're talking about younger Americans, they're classifying 18 to 49 year olds as younger Americans. So 50 and older is going to be the older Americans that they're comparing. Yeah. So about a third of the 18 to 49 year olds correctly identified all five of the factual statements as factual. That's 32 percent. That's compared with only two in 10 among the individuals aged 50 and older. Hmm. Uh, A similar pattern emerges for the opinion statements among 18 to 49-year-olds, 44% correctly identified all five opinion statements as opinions, compared with 26% among those 50 and older. Wow. So yeah, a little bit of a- Get
1: the fuck off my lawn. (laughs) (laughs) Please, sir. Would you remove yourself from my lawn?
2: Yeah. um, (laughs) Now, I know people are are probably curious about the President Obama question in particular. And 79% of 18 to 49-year-olds correctly identified that as a fact.
1: Only 79, though.
2: Uh yes. Wow,
1: twenty-one percent. Like, oh no, that's an opinion.
2: Surprisingly, 74% of 50 and older identified it as a fact. Yeah, Yeah, correctly identified it. So I I thought that was interesting. I thought it would be a smaller line there, but it, it it actually was not. Now I'm I'm sure there are people out there thinking, well, what is the influence here? Right? Why are young people why do they have this stronger ability to classify these statements? is it because they're online and they're reading the news and they're digitally savvy um is it because younger people are less likely to identify with identify strongly with a particular political party so maybe there's like an ideological thing happening here where they aren't as strong yeah, ideologically they're, they're, they're
1: open to to ideas from both sides
2: right so if you're out there wondering Well, could it be those things? Uh, Well, Pew actually controlled for those things. So even when accounting for levels of digital savviness and party affiliation, the the differences by age still persist. Younger adults are still better than their elders at deciphering factual from opinion news statements, according to Pew Research Center.
1: It is a weird, especially about the Obama question, his birthplace question, because I know a lot of people... Older people who would say, Well, how do we know? There's really no way to really know. You yeah. know, and yeah. yeah, you know, there is that, you know, we, we know there's, <laughs> there's a birth certificate. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, let's move on here. I, I want to say this that we're going to forego listener communication for this particular episode because I want to really get into this, the, the bomb thing. And also, I want to talk a little bit about Megan Kelly. But that doesn't mean that we're not, um, We're stopping that at all. One episode doesn't mean we're stopping anything. Uh, We want to hear from you. Call in. Leave a fewer than three-minute voicemail. 657-464-7609. You know what I would do? I would program that number into your phone.
2: That is a great idea.
1: When you have a thought, huh, you know who I'd like to talk to about this? Brittany P. and Jesse
2: D. That is a great idea.
1: 657-464-7609 or... You can email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at com. Now, let's talk about little Miss Megan Kelly
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the blackface controversy.
2: A woman, by the way, that I have always expressed fondness over. Yeah. Um, so I know that as this news came out, everyone's immediate reaction was, wow, Britney really liked this person. <laughs> it's a joke. Um, <laughs> ...landed super well, as most of them do. Well, I was
1: waiting for something else.
2: Yes. Well, I just... I think it's... In- like a
1: funny part.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I think it's important to talk about that because I have many times argued with people over the years about making Kelly, and I was able to recognize her flaws. There are many... But there was something about her that I still valued. Um, Sure. And I think she's like a strong woman who has overcome a lot of obstacles in that business. And she's intelligent, I thought. And um,
1: (laughs) Well, maybe it's the juxtaposition of, you know, when you're the smartest person on a ship full of Mm dumbasses, you seem extra smart. And when you're the smartest person... At Fox News, I mean her and Shep Smith were kind of the the standouts, maybe uh Chris Wallace mhm, but when you're the least conspiratorial, the least racist the 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 most kind of balanced um it makes you seem extra balanced, maybe,
2: yeah, and then there were things obviously that took away from that the Santa is white Jesus is white yeah yeah, the basing her memoir on a quote from dr Phil uh. <laughs>
1: That'll do it.
2: Yeah. um, I mean, there were a lot of problematic segments that she did on her show, but maybe it's that I feel a fondness for women that are criticized as being bimbos because they're blonde, because Mm. I have often been characterized in that way. And so I feel like I have to.
1: (laughs) Solidarity a little bit. Yeah, which is
2: kind of dumb, but... yeah, so I I want to own up to the fact that I have liked her previously, and some people find that to be a bummer.
1: I, you know, I I haven't uh, always been a, a hater of her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I don't I didn't feel any kinship because I didn't you know I haven't gone through the similar struggles. But um, I'm Donzo now. I mean, this is come on. Get the get out of here.
2: Yeah, so for people who aren't aware, she had a segment on her show, which, by the way, when she started her segment, her show, Megyn Kelly Today, in the third hour of the Today Show, she wanted to be a combination of Charlie Rose and Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> so naturally, they had a blackface discussion about Halloween costumes. Right,
1: uh, with a bunch of white people.
2: And she made some comments. They were not received well. And now she's apologizing.
1: Next tonight here, NBC anchor Megyn Kelly apologizing tonight after defending blackface on Halloween. There was immediate outrage and tough words from some of her own colleagues. Here's ABC's Lindsey Davis.
4: A mea culpa today from NBC talk show host Megyn Kelly. I want to begin with two words. I'm sorry. Just 24 hours after these comments sparked fierce everyone. backlash, yeah, but what, what is racist? No. Because because so truly, you do get in trouble if you are a white person who puts on yes. black face yes. on Halloween, or a black person who puts on white
0: face yes. for Halloween. Like I, okay, back, back when, that, when I was a kid, that was okay as long
4: as you were dressing me, up as like a character. Kelly and her all-white panel were discussing costumes like this one—a real housewife dressed as Diana Ross. She made her skin look darker than it really is, and people said that that was racist, and I. I don't know i felt like who doesn't love diana rush after a firestorm online kelly apologized in an email to colleagues so but this morning her today co-hosts including al roker well, were openly critical man.
3: she owes a bigger apology to folks of color around the country because this is a history going back to the 1830s minstrel shows to do, to mean and denigrate Uh, a race
4: blackface became a hollywood tradition where white actors would paint their faces black as a form of ridicule kelly educated today about that painful history i learned that given the history of blackface being used in awful ways by racists in this country it is not okay for that to be part of any costume halloween or otherwise after kelly's apology a standing ovation And now that standing ovation is the source of even more backlash. Social media users pounce, saying while her apology was necessary, the ovation was cringeworthy and undermines the point of the apology in the first place, David. All right, Lindsay,
2: thank you. So this wasn't a conversation where Megyn Kelly was like, I didn't get it, right? I don't don't get it because um, there was this backlash when this person dressed up as Diana Ross and I I felt like I felt like she was honoring Diana Ross and everybody loves Diana Ross. And can someone like tell me why that's wrong? Right. Yeah. This was a well, it was okay when I was young and it was something that people used to do and it was fine. And now it's become a thing where everyone gets in trouble. You can't do anything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know. My whole thing with this is that it wasn't a complete conversation entering in nuance. Because I think I think there is something to be said about if some celebrity or some dummy goes as Diana Ross or when what's her name went as uh, Car- uh, Crazy Eyes or whatever from Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. Is it bad? Yeah, it's probably bad. You know, it's shitty, but is it like racist and denigrating? I don't think the intent is there for it to be considered that, but yeah, I'm a white guy. Fuck, I don't know, but when I, like in the video that I did about this, I posted pictures of people who aren't just being like, oh, it's my favorite character. Right. They're being shitty. Mm -hmm. They're being denigrating. They're being racist. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's there's a there's a difference there. I believe. I I believe there is a little bit of play, a little bit of nuance. And she didn't put it like that. She did the thing you said, where she goes, "Well, when I was a kid, it was totally fine. So get over it." Kind of an attitude. And then at the end, she says, "You know what? We just you can't do anything these days without offending all. We're offending all these people just by being normal people." That's that's otherizing. That's we're being normal. And everybody who thinks blackface is bad is not normal. Mm -hmm. They are sensitive and they're being lame and they're just trying to spark up controversy. And that's just not... I mean, they talked about a fucking Anne Frank costume on the show. Mm -hmm. That has nothing to do with blackface and I think that's tasteless as fuck. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, so even though you, you think that the more interesting conversation to have is about that intent because that might drive home the point that it is not okay to do. Is that kind of what you're saying? Like, regardless of intent, are we to the point where blackface is like, we're not doing that anymore
1: uh, for me. Yeah. Yeah. For me. No, it's just a, no, don't do it. But, right. and I've evolved over the, over the course of many years, but it's this, if you're going as a specific character, mm-hmm. having said, I think it's all bad. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not going to label someone a racist If they go as as crazy eyes, that's the character's name, right? Mm -hmm. Or Diana Ross. I'm just I'm not going to go right there immediately. But if you're just going as random black person in like a cheetah single, like a leotard kind of a thing. And you're it's that's clearly and you've got like a baby stroller and you're just being a fucking racist. That's a different story. I believe there is nuance. There is a a sliding scale of offensiveness. There's a spectrum,
2: yeah. So I think that instance you're talking about with Crazy Eyes was like years ago. Yeah. and she got into a lot of trouble too. Uh, Julianne Huff. and I, I I think i I think I get what you're saying. I just want to make it clear because of audience backlash. Um <laughs> So you understand that. For example, Julianne Huff is probably not a racist. She made a bad decision, did blackface, was stupid, yeah. shouldn't yeah. have done it, uh, but she's probably not racist.
1: I believe that to be true.
2: And so going forward, I mean, I guess we're just kind of accounting for this learning curve being kind of slow for white people. Um, yeah,
1: because the white people haven't experienced
2: the oppression
1: on a systemic level that black people have for fucking centuries. So it's it's a privilege thing. It's mm-hmm. It didn't affect me. I don't know about that. Right. You know?
2: Right. And so I think Megyn Kelly could have used this time on her show to... Do something with that. I mean, you heard her at one point say um, the male on the panel said, I, I didn't see that Diana Ross costume, but that sounds racist to me, if if that is what she did. And Megan Kelly said, Well, how would that be racist? And I think crosstalk happened and that question never got answered. But there could have been a more informative conversation here rather than, well, it was okay when I was young. Yeah. Well, what everyone's so offended these days.
1: Well, that's that's the problem I have. And that's where I think the conversation took a turn into a bad area. It's that she gave no credence whatsoever to the offense that it might cause, the pain that it might cause um, to see someone in blackface. Mm-hmm. She gave no space for that whatsoever. What she did was, it's fine. It's fine. People are just too sensitive. It's PC to not want to do it. It's PC if you have a problem with it. And that's. That's just boiling it down to the shitty fucking, you know, I mean, it's not shocking that Dr. Phil was the quote that she based her book on or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's shitty.
2: Yeah. So she has not showed up for work today. Uh, they yeah. ran a rerun, uh, even though it's Thursday today. Her show started off with Happy Friday. <laughs> 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 uh, they're going to be running a rerun on Friday as well, and According to some news sources, there's a lot of rumors going all around, so it's hard to know what's true right now, but according to some sources, they're negotiating her payout.
1: Yeah. Well, this might be rumor, too, but I believe her agency, CAA, also dropped her.
2: Yeah, I think NBC News tried to report that she dropped her agent after her agent leaked some information about how... Things were not ending well over there on the NBC front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well,
1: I I predicted last night, sorry to step over you. I, I, when we were at dinner, I said, I think this is it for her, mainly because of the teary, the teary eyed apology. Mm -hmm. Because I don't believe that was genuine out of, oh man, I really, I really didn't know that I'm so sorry. I don't think it's genuine that way. I think it's, oh shit, I'm getting ready to lose my $25 million a year job Mm -hmm. and I'm sad about it.
2: Yeah, I think that she, well, her show's been doing terribly the yeah. wh- The whole time, it it hasn't been doing well. When she signed her contract, she was going to have the Daily Show, and then also a Sunday show that was supposed to challenge 60 Minutes, and that turned into a well, we'll do that occasionally. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah, which giving giving space for Alex Jones to spew his fucking hate. There That's, was there was on.
2: controversy there, yeah. and then she's tried to be a funny, ha ha, interview celebrities person, and then like asked about Jane Fonda's plastic surgery. She challenged Deborah Messing on something. Deborah Messing said she would never come back on the show. Again. They just
1: don't like her because she's Fox News, and she's proving herself to be Fox News.
2: Yeah, and so this is what what happens. She's starting to move back toward talking about the news, and then this is what happens when she's talking about the news. And that's not what the Today Show is for. The Today Show is like drinking wine, right? And getting hammered at nine a.m. Petting animals and laughing about the petting of the animals and cooking
1: segments. Don't forget the cooking segments. Yeah, Brittany yeah, Paige.
2: exactly. So. <laughs> Uh, not fitting in, and apparently we'll be going bye-bye shortly. There you go.
1: I I need like a a drop of someone crying, buckets of tears, because I don't care that she's getting fired. I I you know, she's gonna be fine. She's a pretty white lady who's a multimillionaire. She's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're not. I'm not gonna waste any energy on it. Yeah. And you know she she stepped in it. She did. She brought this on herself, mm-hmm. trying to bring a little Fox News flavor to NBC. Good times. In between cooking segments. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we'd love to know what you think. Listen, this is a sensitive topic, especially having a couple of white people sit around talking about it. We we just don't happen to have uh, someone on the show who's readily available Uh, To come in at a moment's notice, uh, you know, who's a person of color. Especially someone who's black and actually has this in their ancestral past. Um, We'd love to know what you think. Clearly, Brittany and I disagree with black. We think it's bad. Fucking, it's bad. But I would like to know what the audience thinks about what I just said about the nuance thing. Taking into account that it is bad. No one should be doing it. Is there a difference between going as a character with no racist intent and like these high school kids and these college kids and this Alabama teacher uh, putting on what's clearly a mocking kind of a makeup to denigrate and and be shitty? Mm -hmm. I'd like to know what the audience thinks. 657-464-7609. Again, of course, email voice memos from your smartphone to I doubt it. at Dollamore dot com.
2: Well something came up for me while you were saying that because you're kind of distinguishing between you know, good old fashioned dumbness on the part of white people (laughs) and then also and then like nefarious intent. And I think it's okay to be pissed off about both because it doesn't really matter because black people don't need to be the ones to teach white people how to comport themselves
1: yeah that's listen that's true that's 100 percent true however if so we're supposed to rely on other dumb white people to teach us (laughs) about how to treat that's just it's that's a that's a lose-lose as far as i'm concerned
2: well yeah i'm just saying that that is something i think that a lot of people would feel in in that moment. It's valid.
1: And it's commonly said, I'm just saying if I have to rely on another dumb white person, who's never experienced oppression (laughs) of how to treat someone who has been oppressed. Yeah. Well then where's the fucking lesson? Mm -hmm. You're right. It isn't a black person's responsibility to, to to teach individually white people at all. But where are we left? Progress is going to be a little bit slow. If you're going to rely on fucking, you know, crazy eyes, costume lady. What's her name? Julianne Huff. Julianne Huff, You know what I mean? Anyway, you're right. It, it, again, it's just a large, awesome conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. Support for I Doubt It With Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and good-looking listeners like you by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash I Doubt It with Dollamore.
2: So we have some time to spend here. Yes. Because we have a do lot it, of names.
1: We're going to do it the way we do it. We're not going to rush through it because there's a bunch of them exactly like we normally would.
2: Yeah, so I'm going to start with the individuals who have raised their pledge. Yes. Okay, so we'll start with Paul.
1: Paul. Thank you, Paul. Goddamn.
2: And then we have Louise.
1: Louise. Kevin. Kevin.
2: And that is all for the individuals who Uh-oh, edited right? their pledge. Now we have our list of new Patreon supporters. New
1: Patreon supporters. I am beside myself with. I mean, it just, it's just—it's an honor. It's I'm—it's emotional.
2: So I'm gonna do my best. There are some names in here that I am one hundred percent going to pronounce incorrectly and I, I wanna say in advance I'm very sorry about that. Um it's my own dumbness. So <laughs> um Aruman. Aruman. Robert. Robert Darren. Darren. Leah. Leah. Dario. Dario. Rashawn.
1: Rashawn. Chester. Chester.
2: Hope. Hope. Michael. Michael. Jeffrey. Jeffrey. David. David. Karen. 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 Marsha. Marsha. Sean. Sean. Rich. Rich. Maria. Maria. Shane. Shane. Miriam. Miriam. Sheila. Sheila. James.
1: James. Shabazz. Shabazz. Michelle. Michelle.
2: Abraham. Abraham. Jennifer.
1: Jennifer. Colette. Colette. Claudia. Claudia.
2: Claudia. Donna.
1: Donna. Akeem. Akeem. Mario. Mario. Richard. Richard.
2: A dawn of ice and fire.
1: A dawn of ice and fire, everybody. (laughs) Robin. Robin. Helmet. Helmet. Robert. Robert, again. Another Robert.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, thank you, guys. It is an unbelievable honor, and I mean that with all sincerity. It is an unbelievable honor to get to do this, to facilitate moving important conversations forward through the dialogue that Brittany and I have on the show, but also the dialogue that ultimately we have with the audience through reading emails and playing voicemails and voice memos and responding to those. And uh, we could not do it without listener support through Patreon and PayPal.
2: Oh, I PayPal rem- reminds me that we have PayPal names.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: PayPal names. So, Efren. Efren. Christopher.
1: Christopher. Sharon, Sharon, Nicole, Nicole, Verland, Verland, Dirk, Dirk,
2: Black Sun Design, <laughs>
1: Black Sun Design, <laughs> perfect. So as I was saying, yes, yeah, sorry, after I rudely interrupted Brittany from reading the name, yes, um, it, it just is. It's it's a beautiful thing. Both both the YouTube channel and the podcast here, uh, we are honored and moved beyond description at your loyalty and your listenership and the fact that you will give of your hard-earned money to, to help support the efforts here. So um, we're going to get some stickers out to you. Um, for those of you who did just sign up, if you're listening, go to Patreon, and we have an AMA episode. We're going to start doing those types of things where, that it is just Patreon only. We also do the, the Hangout calls every month, um, the Zoom calls. Where we just really just sit around and talk and and bullshit about life and politics and all kinds of stuff. Have a drink or two, good times. So anyway, thank you guys so much. Um, Your support is, uh, as Donald Trump would say, tremendous. Before we move on, though, I want to make a couple announcements. Couple of announcements. Yes. Professional broadcaster.
2: Is this about how we're now on Spotify? It is!
1: We're now on Spotify, everybody.
2: It's really interesting how we were on Spotify as of this week, and we started getting questions. Hey, why aren't you guys on Spotify? Yeah, it's weird, right? (laughs) Yeah, the timing was interesting. But we are now on Spotify. That's
1: right. The other thing is, we're going to remind you, as we're going to continue to remind you every single episode until Thanksgiving, that we do an annual family-friendly profanity-free, positive-filled, positivity-filled episode on Thanksgiving. Yes. And we play a collection. Mm -hmm. I put music over it. It's it's, it's really, I I love it. It's my favorite thing. It's super touching. And Mm -hmm. we play submissions from listeners talking about, in fewer than two minutes or so, the things for which they're most thankful this year. Mm -hmm. This episode is important, I think, especially in the age of Donald Trump, but to reflect, listen, it is chaos out there, everybody. 100%. And it's a nice thing to be able to reflect on, yeah, things are bad, but there are still things for which I am grateful. Yes. That I am thankful that I have in my life. And that's this moment. We should be doing it every day, but it's nice to take a day and, and really reflect. So email voice memos, again, about two minutes or so to com or call in 657-464-7609. Go to the Facebook page, which if you haven't liked it, you need to like it. But there's a video there that I put up, which is just just the 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 listener submissions to give you an idea of what we've done in past years and what we'll do this year. So again, thank you guys. You're awesome, beautiful, and we love you. democracy facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism so speaking of chaos out there everybody almost a dozen bombs 10 bombs have been intercepted by authorities at this point being sent to or associated with president barack obama secretary of state hillary clinton former Attorney General Eric Holder, current Congresswoman from California, Maxine Waters, Congresswoman from Florida, Debbie Wasserman schultz actor and Trump critic Robert De Niro, former Vice President of the United States Joe Biden, Democratic supporter, mega-donor George Soros, John Brennan, the former CIA director and vocal Trump critic, and CNN. This seems to be... What we all feared, but pretty much knew in the back of our mind was going to happen at some point. Maybe not exactly with the bomb thing, but some act of violence, some acting out.
2: Yeah, well, we've seen it peppered in with the calls that you talked about earlier sure. to news organizations. And John Brennan is an example of the the bomb was sent to CNN and made its way into their mailroom. And it was directed to John Brennan, even though he's a contributor at MSNBC and not CNN. Mm-hmm. And all of the packages were from Debbie Wasserman Schultz. And I... They were
1: return addressed.
2: Right. From, well, from. Exactly. <laughs> She's just we gone. solved the case, you guys. She's gone off the deep end. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I believe that they were saying her name was spelt wrong on the package. Yeah, so Florida
1: was spelled wrong. They,
2: yeah, something's going on there. Uh, or maybe that's something that bomb experts look for—is uh, messy and for sure. Yeah,
1: listen, when I've done a little bit of—I don't want to say training, but had a little education on this stuff—and there's a lot of elements that. That come into play, and it's it's excessive postage. If there's like oil stains on the outside of the envelope of the box, um, you know, just if it looks like a hostage letter where there's just like letters taped that kind of stuff, uh, and misspellings, the craziness, it, yeah. So all it really, these envelopes, they fit the bill.
2: Yeah. So all of them were intercepted. There was no issue. No one was hurt. But the John Brennan one was scary because it did make its way into the CNN mailroom. Yeah. And the other ones were intercepted before going anywhere. Uh, But that one was actually in the CNN building. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I've seen people who are bomb experts talk about how even a poorly constructed device can still kill people so even if this isn't a person who knows what they're doing and they just kind of haphazardly put this thing together that it still runs the risk of hurting people
1: yeah i mean think about it these are pipe bombs so if it's filled with gunpowder and even if it doesn't have shrapnel or glass or shards or projectiles inside
2: it's reported some of them did
1: yeah even if it doesn't though and the end pops off and smashes someone in the head. It it easily could kill someone Mm -hmm. very easily could kill someone. So,
2: so naturally Donald Trump is taking this very seriously. Oh
1: yeah. Uh He, you know, he's a, he's a serious man in these serious times. Yeah. In fact, afterward, after the CNN thing happened, he came out when there was only, I think maybe six bombs, only six, everybody nationwide. He came out at the white house prior to his Wisconsin rally. And, uh, with no shame, with no um, admission of, of, of culpability, called for unity in this laughable display.
3: I'd like to begin today's remarks by providing an update on the suspicious packages and devices mailed to current and former high-ranking government officials. The safety of the American people is my highest and absolute priority. Ugh. I have just concluded a briefing with the FBI, Department of Justice, Department of Homeland Security, and the U.S. Secret Service. As we speak, the packages are being inspected by top explosive experts, and a major federal investigation is now underway. The full weight of our government is being deployed to conduct this investigation and bring those responsible for these despicable acts to justice. We will spare no resources or expense in this effort. And I just want to tell you that in these times, we have to unify. We have to come together and send one very clear, strong, unmistakable message that acts or threats of political violence of any kind have no place in the United States of America.
2: I love that he can't even pretend. Yeah. But what I love more than that is some people on Twitter were reacting as though this was enough. That, oh, he called for unification. Here we go. This is what we were waiting for. He made a statement. Okay. No. We need more than that. And what we need in particular is an apology for the way he's behaved in the past. He needs to acknowledge that it has been problematic. And then we need to see a sustained behavioral change. It needs to stop and he needs to behave differently now and every day after that point. Yes? Yes. So, um, also, I want to say, typically, there's this meme online that you referenced yesterday with one of your tweets, and no one got it. I know. It's, it's the, whenever Donald Trump does something, quote unquote, presidential, something that someone wrote for him, and he acts right for 10 minutes, everyone is like, today is the day that Donald Trump became president. Yeah, even Van
1: Jones <laughs> did it after his, his first address to Congress, where he's like, yeah. in that moment. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump became president. Yeah. So
2: you tried to do a very artful yeah. joke on Twitter and it did not land. At all. People were like, did, did
1: someone hack your account? No, I'm making a joke. Yes.
2: Come on. Yeah, so Jeez. that that's difficult. But I also want to say he can't get away with this. Okay? No. And you're actually starting to see other Republicans co opt this behavior, like Ted Cruz, yeah. who made a joke about how Be- Beto O'Rourke can um, share a cell with Hillary Clinton. He's talking about j- going to jail. For what? His political opponents. Yeah.
1: For what? And what did it- Beto do that would warrant? Look, like, I understand when people go, like, oh, those servers and all that, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't warrant jail, the FBI already said. But what has Beto done? that would warrant sharing a cell with someone.
2: Right, but then not only that, the next day this happens and then Ted Cruz is right there denouncing, saying we need to unify and it's not okay to attack and blah, blah, blah. You know what? This is not going to work, you guys, and it's not going to work because Donald Trump that same day, six hours later, had a rally in Wisconsin and he was right back to his old behavior, albeit muted, right? But still back to his old behavior.
3: We want all sides to come together in peace and harmony. We can do it, we can do it. We can do it, it'll happen. More broadly, there's much we can do to bring our nation together. For example, those engaged in the political arena must stop treating political opponents as being morally defective, have to do that. The language of moral condemnation and destructive routine, these are arguments and disagreements that have to stop. No one should carelessly compare political opponents to historical villains, which is done often, it's done all the time. Got to stop. We should not mob people in public spaces or destroy public property. There is one way to settle our disagreements. It's called peacefully at the ballot box. That's what we want. As part of a larger national effort to bridge our divides and bring people together, the media also has a responsibility to set a civil tone and to stop the endless hostility and constant negative and oftentimes false attacks and stories have to do it have to do it. They've got to stop they've Bring got to stop together they've
1: got to stop stop the negative stories if i'm doing something negative like the muslim ban or putting children in fucking cages Don't report negatively on that. Mm -hmm. It's got to stop.
2: Yeah. Well, you noticed everything that he listed there has nothing to do with him. It's about the Confederate monuments. Yeah. It's about the Kavanaugh protesters. Yep. It is about Mitch McConnell having his little time in a diner uh, mildly upset. Uh, He
1: had his leftovers thrown away, Brittany. How dare you? Those are... Mitch McConnell wasn't able to eat his leftovers later that night. That is a travesty. Yes, I mean people are having bombs sent to him, but his leftovers. Yeah.
2: So I mean, these are the things that he was referencing. Which is, this was an epic gaslight. I mean, it wasn't that epic because it's not effective, but it was a good attempt. It was a nice attempt. It was
1: a Trump attempt.
2: Yeah, and it's again, it's not going to. It's not going to work because we're not going to allow it to work because we're not fooled, right, everybody? We're not fooled by someone behaving. As they should for 10 minutes, okay? You need to extend that over a longer period of time. Now, listen, I don't have hope for that because Donald Trump is 90 years old and he's set in his ways. Yeah. He's proud of the fact that he never apologized. How old did you say he was? 90 years old. <laughs> uh, he he doesn't take responsibility. He's always been a rich, spoiled, privileged yeah. kid Yeah, who... Has never had to fight for anything in his life. Has taken other people's success and co-opted it as his own.
1: That's exactly right.
2: Been successful at it at every turn.
1: And that should never be rewarded. Never.
2: Never be rewarded. But unfortunately, it has been in this case. You know, I could. I
1: I think it would be good to edit his... uh, Maybe I'll do this as a video where I dub in the words that he should have said. We need to stop you know the morally calling people morally defective and it should just be we should stop sending pipe bombs yeah (laughs) stop with the moral condemnation stop sending pipe
2: bombs
1: (laughs) you know what i mean stop comparing people to historical villains stop sending pipe bombs (laughs) i think i might do that today
2: yeah no i think that that i think that that would be a really important public service on your part actually yeah
1: because it's easy it's fucking easy that's it yeah political violence sending pipe bombs is not what you do (laughs) i condemn it in the strongest terms it's not well if you stop reporting negatively maybe this will go away that's not the fucking answer president of the united states
2: Yes. And then he tweeted today, nine hours ago, a very big part of the anger, capitalized, we see today in our society is caused by the purposely false and inaccurate reporting of the mainstream media that I refer to as fake news. It has gotten so bad and hateful that it is beyond description. Mainstream media must clean up its act fast. OK, uh, so he's still refusing to take responsibility for his role in this. What is his he, role? Yes, it is. Uh, I'll pay your bills if you want to beat that guy's ass. Honestly, I hate to see that. Here's a guy throwing punches, nasty as
3: hell, screaming at everything else when we're talking. And he's walking out and we're not allowed, you know, the guards are very gentle with him. He's walking out like big high fives, smiling, laughing, like to punch him in the face. I'll tell you.
2: And of course, Donald Trump has never punched someone in the face. Also never been punched in the face. It's very obvious that he's a person who's never been punched in the face, given the way that he behaves. But he has also talked about. Meaning,
1: meaning by I think we should not just skirt by that. Explain what you mean, because I share that same thing. Someone who's never been punched in the face acts as though there's no threat of being punched in the face. Yes. I'm not saying it's the way to do it. No, you, no, 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 That no. you should violently attack someone, but- You if can you've just a- tell. If you've ever been punched in the face, you walk a little bit more delicately around yeah. the way you talk and speak because you might just get punched in the fucking face.
2: Yes. <laughs> 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 Thank you for artfully describing yeah, that. Yeah, you know. So there are countless other instances of Donald Trump encouraging violence at his rallies. For example, the moments where he talked about how there used to be consequences for people.
3: Yeah, get him out of here. Get him out. Terrible. <laughs> Go home and get a job. Go home. Get a job. Get a job. That's
1: a. Speaking of a.
3: Nobody's being hurt, Press. Nobody's being hurt. These are not the people that made our country great, but we're going to make it great again. But these are not the people. Protesting hate. These are the people that are destroying our country. Part of the problem, and part of the reason it takes so long, is. Nobody wants to hurt each other anymore, right? And they're being... Part of the problem,
1: everybody, part of the problem is nobody wants
3: to hurt
1: each other anymore. Mm
3: -hmm. Politically correct the way they take them out. So it takes a little bit longer. And honestly, protesters, they realize it, they realize that there are no consequences to protesting anymore. There used to be consequences. There are none anymore. So that's it.
2: Well, and that's the key phrase that he just said. Consequences to protesting. Now, what popped into my mind when I heard that is uh, civil rights protesters. Sure. And the dogs. Yeah. And the hoes. And the billy clubs. And the abuse. That's what I think of when I say there used to be consequences. When I hear him say there used to be consequences for protesters. Is that what he
1: wants? Well, listen, more generally... Should there be consequence for exercising your constitutional rights? Right, the
2: president of the United States advocating that. Right. Right.
1: It's it, it just, he's created a cult around him, mm-hmm. a blind, loyal, by evidence we see pipe bombs mm-hmm. and, and voicemails to the New York Times like this.
3: You're the problem. You are the enemy of the people. And although the pen might be mightier than the sword, the pen is not mightier than the AK-47. And just remember, Ken, there's nothing civil about a civil war.
1: That was a voicemail to Kenneth Vogel from the New York Times. And Donald Trump has created this cult where people feel they can act this way with impunity. Remember when he talked about the cult that he created.
3: I have the most loyal people. Did you ever see that? Where I could stand in the middle of Fifth Avenue and shoot somebody and I wouldn't lose any voters, okay? It's like incredible.
1: I have the most loyal people.
2: So he knows the power that he has.
1: Of course he does.
2: He knows the power that he wields. And the unfortunate reality is that he's wielding it in such a way that is stirring up more hatred and vitriol. And creating more danger because there are people who are unhinged, who get these ideas that there are enemy That there are enemies of the people out there. Yeah, and what are they gonna do, right? I mean, that's what they start feeling. And of course, I've seen tweets today saying, "Listen, Donald Trump isn't to blame for this. This is some unhinged, unhinged individual who went out and did this." I disagree.
1: 100% with that.
2: But he is playing a role in creating this environment where everyone is at each other's throats, and some people, whoever this person is, are they working alone? I doubt it. Um, They are now feeling like this is the next step, that these people are enemies, that they're bad. They're betraying the country.
1: Listen, if Donald Trump was just some random commentator on CNN or MSNBC or Fox News, I would give him a little space and say, look, they're not responsible for for some crazy, but he's not just some random commentator. He's the president of the United States with the ultimate bully pulpit, with the ultimate fan club, with the ultimate cult-like following. He has to be responsible for his words because we know he knows their power.
2: So of course, Donald Trump isn't the only one who's not taking responsibility, the people around him who have to constantly prop him up are also doing the heavy lifting as well. Like Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who came out today and after denouncing the violence against the media yesterday, um, is now talking about how the media really needs to clean up its act. But do you believe that the president bears any responsibility for what we've seen over the past two days? And does he regret any of the comments that he's made about his opponents? Or does he at least regret the tone that he's taken? Look, the
0: down? president's uh, condemned violence in all forms, has done that since day one, will continue to do that, but certainly uh, feels that everyone has a role to play. He's calling yeah.
1: for a, a peace and harmony and a civil tone. Uh, is he going to stop insulting his political opponents at his rallies? He called Maxine Waters low IQ. He's called Joe Biden. Someone pulled off a trash heap. He said... Hillary Clinton is crooked. Hillary, is he going to stop insulting the people who received these bombs?
0: Look, the president's going to continue to lay out the contrast between no, I, Democrats I the question, and Republicans. Is he
1: going to And if it, you'll continue let me finish, I'll them.
0: answer it for you, but I, I'd like to finish my sentence. The president is going to continue to lay out the case and the differences between Democrats and Republicans. Americans have a choice to make, and he's going to lay that out, and you're going to see him do that over the next 12 days. Is he days. going to stop the insults there? Yeah, okay. Is he going to stop Jim the insults? People last night that people need to stop criticizing their opponents as morally different. A few weeks ago he said the Democrats who opposed Kavanaugh were evil. Does he regret that statement? Uh, the president feels like we should call out despicable acts, which is exactly what he has done over the last twenty four hours. Uh, the idea evil that or the
4: way to describe people in the
0: I'm sorry. Is evil a, an appropriate way to describe It's a word people that people have used on your yeah. network a number of times not only to describe the president but many people is that evil? work in this administration absolutely day in day out there is a negative tone 90% of the media attention around this president is negative despite historic uh job creation despite the fact that our economy is booming despite the fact that trade deals that everybody said couldn't be made have been made, despite the fact that the president is trying to install law and order at our border and protect the security of Americans uh, from the East Coast to the West Coast, North and South. You guys continue to focus only on the negative, And that is, there is a role to play. Yesterday, the very first thing that the president did was come out and condemn the violence. The very first thing your network did was come out and accuse the president of being responsible for it. That is not okay. The first thing should have been to condemn the violence. It's
2: 100% false. Uh, That is not what the network did. I was watching when the alarm went off while Poppy Harlow and Jim Shuto were reporting on CNN.
1: The fear across her face was... Crazy.
2: Right. Because in that moment, they were actually reporting on the bombs that were found um, and intercepted on their way to President Obama and Secretary Clinton. And then the alarm went off right when they were talking about it. And Poppy Harlow's face was... She was overcome by fear. And... I watched the reporting. They were showing what was going on on the ground, the street being blocked off. The They were reporting on what was happening. Right. They weren't saying, who's to blame for this? Well, we're the press. We're supposed to be telling everyone who's to blame. No, they wait for the facts. That's right. And then they talk about that.
1: There, there were two things that, uh, well, there were a couple. There were many things there with Sarah Huckabee <laughs> Sanders, but that everybody has a role to play. Kind of an, uh, just a, a spin on the good people on both sides argument. Yeah. Everybody has a role to play in this. No one else is calling for violence. No one else is cheering on violence. No one else is praising Greg Gianforte for pleading guilty to smashing a reporter on the ground violently for simply being asked a question. Right. Donald Trump is doing that. Not CNN. Right. They don't have a role to play in this.
2: Well, I would have loved the response to that have been, well, what's Donald Trump's role? You said we all have a role in this. Yeah. What's Donald yeah, Trump's maybe. role?
1: That's the follow up right there.
2: Because if we all have a role, then obviously you're contributing in some way, too. Yeah. So acknowledge that. But another problematic aspect of this was the fact that the White House uh, since yesterday um, did not reach out to former President Obama or the Clintons or any of the Democratic officials who received pipe bombs. Yeah. That's not normal. I mean, if you want to call these assassination attempts because there were bombs.
1: That's what they are.
2: To former presidents, to the Clintons, to the Obamas. And you're not even going to make a phone call to those people. You're the current president about this political violence. You're not even going to make a phone call.
1: It will let you know where his heart is.
2: Yeah, and one more thing I'm going to talk about before we move on to Asshole of Today is, and he's not going to be Asshole of Today, but Steven Pinker, who I respect and appreciate, although have started to recognize the problems with some of his positions. Yeah, yeah. And what he chooses to highlight on his social media, he tweeted, Once again, the press gets gamed, giving saturation coverage and agonized commentary to a minor event. It's not major news that a country of 325 million has a few malicious jerks who correctly anticipate 15 minutes of notoriety with a vindictive stunt. Okay, what a fucking
1: idiot. That's an idiot tweet.
2: It's very dumb. And Steven Pinker is known for talking about how the world is getting better. And I think that it's useful to talk about that and be critical of the news that we're always focused on what's wrong and not what's right. I think that that's a fair discussion to have. But this is taking it to an illogical place where you're now saying that almost a dozen bombs being sent to former presidents and Democratic officials because of the hyperpolarized state of our country.
1: In a coordinated, calculated effort.
2: Is not something that should be talked about. The press gets gamed. No. He's a fucking
1: idiot. This That's is, a stupid thing to say. This is
2: something that needs to be covered. It's important that it's being covered. And please stop. He's okay. my
1: asshole of today.
2: Don't go too far. <laughs> You're here's, going too far. <laughs> here's yours.
1: Yeah, of today.
2: David J. Thomas Sr.
1: David, da- David J. Thomas Sr. Who's he that? He
2: is a deputy executive director of VA's Office of Small and Disadvantaged Business Utilization.
1: All right. Quite the name for quite the position.
2: Yeah. It certifies veteran-owned businesses seeking government contracts. Well, he had a portrait of the KKK's first grand wizard. In his office.
1: Isn't that uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest?
2: That is exactly who it is. Yeah. Yeah. He took down the painting on Monday after a Washington Post reporter explained that Nathan Bedford Forrest was a Confederate general and slave trader who became the KKK's first figurehead in 1868. (laughs) Thomas said that he was not aware.
1: Oh, I'm sure he wasn't aware.
2: Nathan Bedford Forrest's association with the KKK. He
1: just likes the guy so much that he has his portrait on his wall. Doesn't know any information about him. He's just like, oh, I like this guy
2: Uh so much. Yeah, well I, I appreciated this little dig in the Washington Post article. It says, "Quote, a basic Google search of Forrest's name returns various biographies detailing his role in the Confederacy and the white supremacist strains of its aftermath." Yeah. God <laughs> Just damn. Just a basic search would have told you that, bro. So
1: Well, no, no. He knew He's yes. a liar. Of yes. course he knew that.
2: 100%. Yeah. So, quote, this is from Thomas, quote, "It was just a beautiful print that I had purchased and I thought it was very nice. He said that he knew of Forrest, quote, only as a Southern general in the Civil War and kept the portrait in his basement before decorating a new and larger office at the VA's administrative headquarters a few months ago. He's worked at the VA since 2013." And he appreciated this painting so much that he actually asked maintenance staff at the VA to install an electrical outlet so that he could illuminate the portrait. Like, that's how far he was going to highlight this portrait, is he wanted it to be a glow.
1: So this is a guy who worked for the President Obama administration, Mm -hmm. and only only installed this portrait recently after he got the signals that now it's okay to put your racism on display now it's okay that's what happened
2: well i know you're going to be surprised by this but most of his staff is african american and he currently has 3 pending claims of racial discrimination against him i know shocking. that's i know that's shocking uh, i know it's shocking but yeah 3 that's pending prick shit, 3 that's prick shit yeah 3 pending So, that is why he is the asshole of today, and uh, he took it down, but he had it up and wanted to illuminate it, and has three pending racial discrimination cases, so. Uh,
1: Hey, Brittany, one last question. Yeah. How many pending racial discrimination cases does he have against him? Three. Oh, three, okay. What's his name again?
2: David J. Thomas Sr.
1: David J. Thomas Sr., Fond fond of the KKK. All right. We're going to leave it there. We love you guys. Thank you very much for joining us. Listen, we would love to have your support, have you join our Patreon family. You can go to dollamore.com. Actually, you know what? We're going to use the new, the new URL, Brittany Page. Ooh. www.teamdollamore.com. Yas. Teamdollamore.com. We'll redirect you to Patreon. Um, again, we cannot thank all of our new and... Previous Patreon supporters enough for helping us move the conversation forward, helping us keep the lights on. We appreciate you guys. We'd love to hear from you about these topics or any other. I have a feeling this next episode is going to be a big one. 657-464-7609. Of course, you can always email a voice memo from your smartphone to I doubt it at dollamore.com. We'll see you then. Until then, for Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt it.
2: Well, we're both taking somebody's word for it. Yeah. You know? (laughs)